0: Hello and welcome to The View from the Ninian. I'm Scott Salter and how good does it feel to be recording this podcast after a win? It was a pretty dire run of form for Cardiff City. Three poor performances, three losses on the bounce. But they bounced back to form with a brilliant 2-0 win over West Ham on the weekend. I'm really excited today to be joined by two brilliant guests. We've got View from the Ninian's very own Beth and Phillips. Hi, Beth. Hi, Scott. And we're also joined by US Bluebird Mark Minucci. Hi, Mark.
1: Hey, Scott. Hi, Beth. Thanks for having me.
0: Perfect. Thanks for joining us. Mark, I want to start with you. We we spoke just before uh, coming on here. It's been a crazy few days for you. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen uh you and a couple of the u.s bluebirds on social media you traveled over for the game tell us a bit about your love for cardiff city and how you came to support the club
1: yeah sure scott you right it's been a it's been a whirlwind couple of days and and more so for my luggage i think some people followed started following my luggage on twitter as well um that did in amsterdam of course <laughs> uh <laughs> no i i really do love cardiff city it's been six years that i've been following i know uh I know many of your listeners have been following for honestly their their entire lives but it's uh for 6 years I've been following since it started airing uh, the Premier League matches started airing more regularly in the US and uh I'm just really grateful that I get to see them again in the top flight I had no uh I didn't know how many years we'd spend in the championship but uh it's real I'm really grateful to get to watch them uh on TV again and uh and in person obviously
0: Yeah and I'm sure lots you know the Premier League is is big in in America but I'm sure a good percentage of fans when choosing a team went for your liverpools your man united your arsenals man city you plucked for cardiff who who are underdogs in that season and the malky Mackay. what was it that attracted you to the club
1: yeah so first off the underdogs is the number one thing i look for i mean that's that's just something i resonate with I, I like the underdog story a lot and and you know when you're picking a team you know it's it's for sort of like the yankees in the u.s right everyone says okay yeah you're a yankees fan you know congratulations uh, that must be really rough, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and to a large extent, it's true for the Red Sox too. So, in thinking about it, when I was just starting out fresh with the Premier League, I wanted to go to the complete other side, and I said, "I got to find one of these newly promoted teams." And it was between Hull and Palace and Cardiff City. And and the more I read about Cardiff, the more I, I really liked it. You know, the, um, they hate us, we don't care attitude. You know, <laughs> and uh, and it just it really it really spoke to me a lot. I just said, you know, I got I got to see what more about that. And then I blogged about it for a year. And I wanted to, I was really interested in the rebrand storyline just to track that and see how it plays out. And now we know, of course, five, six years later, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're probably biased, but I think you made made a pretty good decision in, in who to support. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, was, I wasn't sure that after I watched uh, Palace stay up and Hall stay up, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. 20th place out of 20 it wasn't what I was expecting, but
0: it, it wasn't. It certainly uh prepared you for life as a Cardiff fan to be to be fair but on to the game on Saturday we mentioned the a 2-0 win and and Beth what did you make of the game?
2: Well I mean first and foremost I really do have to say that it's it's a real privilege to be on the podcast today with with yourself and of course Ma uh, I, I thought I had a long way to travel to to watch the Bluebirds <laughs> which is about a 45 minute journey and I think do you know what? It's absolutely fantastic. I've also got another US Bluebird fan, Jess Thomas. I went to university with her, so I shout out to Jess as well. And I think just absolutely fantastic. So, like Scott said, good choice um, with, with Cardiff City. And I'm just so glad that you were there to see the win on, on Saturday. It was huge three points, like you said, Scott. Uh, two, two goals, clean sheet. And uh, West Ham didn't seem to turn up, and we really capitalised on that. Three poor performances. Three points, and, I'm, and
0: we're still in it. Yeah, I, I've got a confession to make, and that I I travel down. It takes me about an hour and forty five minutes to get to each game, and I actually missed the first goal, which which is gutting. Oh. As I as I walked into the stadium, I saw it go in on on the screen. But I mean, I've not gotten an excuse. I travel an hour and forty five minutes. Mark must have travelled. 10 12 hours, or whatever it is, and, and he caught the first call. so I've got no excuse. But <laughs> no, 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 I had a 20 minute cab ride, so you know, it,
1: was only, it was only from the hotel, it was only 20 minutes. So I had the shortest journey of anyone.
2: <laughs> so well, Mark, no, 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 in the long scheme of things, you, you had you the longest journey. So, Mark, come on, don't, don't, don't be humble now. You've, um, <laughs> you've you know, done fantastic.
0: And, well, Mark, what, what were your thoughts on the game? Am I right in saying that was your first experience of the Carter City Stadium?
1: Yeah, well, first time in Wales. so first, um, in Wales. For, first time at the stadium, of course. And honestly, I, I was kind of shocked at the West Ham team that showed up. I mean, I, I was really expecting a far better performance out of them, honestly. Uh, and they looked tired and disinterested, uh, to be honest. So I was really shocked at that. And, and, you know, when the first goal went in, I mean, to, to show up at a match for your first uh, first time ever, to see a goal so quickly and, and in that form, uh, I was just blown away. When the second one went in, then it was... Uh, I just I couldn't believe what I was seeing in front of me and then I was like you know what uh, Southampton at the time was losing I think and I was like whoa, whoa we're going to be out of the relegation zone on the same day so it was uh, it was just a, a fantastic amazing experience and, and my impression of the match is this team really has it in them to win the fight for to stay up
0: there, there was a moment in the game I think possibly just after we went 2-0 up and and the scores were, were really going in our favour so Southampton were losing um, a couple of the others were losing as well and then there was about a 10 minute period where I remember everyone around me was just checking their phones and and you know because some people's phones are obviously quicker the better signal so someone behind saying Southampton are winning now someone in front saying no no they're, they're still losing and it seemed suddenly all these results were going against us and it was like oh god it's such a high but um, we we did what we had to do didn't we you know regardless, and I think it's the case for the next eight games, we've got to concentrate on what we've got to do. That's all we can do and um Southampton, let's say, they they got a great result and I think they're probably out of it now. I think that it's between us us and Brighton. Uh Burnley, sorry. Um but I mean down to the game itself, some really, really impressive performances and, and I, I want to hear a sec who, who for you guys stood out, but I want to give a shout out to, to Shaw Morrison who I think really really stood up when mm-hmm. um you know a lot of criticism has gone his way recently and particularly with Sol Bamba out for the season there was a lot of fans that were worried but but he really stepped up in this game and, and I was really impressed with him and, and how the whole back four actually actually played but for you guys who stood out Who who was your man of the match in the game
2: for for me, Scott. I mean, I've always been a fan of Harry Arter and you know, he was he was the maker of that of that second goal. He literally ran. I've seen some fantastic posts on Twitter, you know, with all these Duracell batteries, and he just did not stop running. I I think I should really say that I have been one of the critics of Sean Morrison this season. Uh, I have often questioned whether or not he has the ability in this league but you were completely right in saying that he really stepped up as did the whole team it was a team performance and i just want to really quickly come in on on what you said there which is really poignant actually that people were checking their phones in this game now if you look back at the previous premier league season we were down and out and you know there was no kind of I guess, momentum and hope that we would stay up. The very fact that we are here now in March, Cardiff City, we're all checking our phones because we could actually have a chance of surviving in this Premier League season. I think it says a lot, not just about any individual player but the team itself and I think that kind of was encapsulated in the performance against West Ham. We're all together, solid team performances and um, yeah, I mean yeah, I agree. Shout out to to Sean Morrison and the back four
0: yeah I agree that Harry Arter was was brilliant as well and uh, I tweeted out the game and how many Weetabix does he have for breakfast because he <laughs> just keeps running and, and my guess is a, is a family pack of 48 so uh, I think he's on it <laughs> Mark what about you who who really caught your eye in your first experience at the Carlos City Stadium well beth beat me
1: to it you didn't warn me scott that there'd be a professional pundit on this line with me <laughs> so um no but Ar- arter was impressive and uh and i have to say Niasse, even though he didn't get any uh get a goal i don't know i just i really think he's almost there and i was really impressed that uh by some of his performance in the match too so i would add that i was really pleasantly surprised that i didn't think we were that challenged in the match uh, defensively i think um I don't know the exact numbers on the number of attempts, but I, I, I was just really pleasantly surprised for once that we weren't getting lit up. Uh, <laughs> yes. Which, which yeah, was, yeah, it, it made me. it a little more relaxing.
0: Well, I mean, you mentioned there that, that we weren't particularly challenged that much. And and West Ham, I've got a friend who's a West Ham fan, and I I tweeted him jokingly, you know, uh, taking, taking the mick a bit. But I genuinely said to me, the players for West Ham really didn't look that interested. It's like they thought that they could turn up and maybe in 50% effort and roll Cardiff over um but I yeah, think
1: Chicharito Arnautovic I I didn't I honestly they looked bored and I, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. understand I it agree.
0: Yeah. yeah and I think you know even the likes of, of Mark Noble who who is you know usually uh, someone that you rely on as West Ham fans rather than to give 100% effort all the time just didn't look up for the battle against Arta who who you know Put him under real pressure throughout the game, and Declan Rice as well. But I mean, the possession stats are, are crazy. You know, Cardiff had I think 29% possession, which is ridiculous in the Premier League. But still, we're talking about not being under that much pressure, which I think shows just how good Cardiff were defensively.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm quite interested as well. I mean, um, obviously, the view from the Indian had put out a few tweets earlier asking for. Uh, fellow fans questions and, and someone asked and and I just mentioned uh, Nias there and the question was how good a signing he's been for Cardiff now obviously he did miss a few chances in the game but you seem to be a fan and uh, as do many other fans so you know what what's your opinion he, he certainly worked hard didn't he sorry Scott I'm kind of taking over here no, no, and
1: oh, I, I warned you Scott it's, it's, you brought a professional on the line <laughs> it's uh no, you know what? At the end of the day, what matters is goals, right? Uh, goals, assists, mm-hmm. and and we can say we like the guy, we like his pace, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, at the end of the day, he's, he's got to score the goals for us. So, I, but I do think that I like what I'm seeing, and I I think given that we still have what eight games left, I think mm-hmm. uh, I think that he's going to prove to be that deciding factor that keeps us up mm-hmm. over Burnley. I really I, I really believe that.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, we had uh, a year first, you know. So <laughs> I, I think I think he could be right. I really do.
0: I think. In my view, I think he's he's been a great sign-in, and I think one of the things that I agree with Mark, that, that we have to judge strikers on on goals and assists, right? But one of the things mm-hmm. to, to remember, of course, is that Warnock had brought in Nias and Salah, and it, it was Salah that was meant to come in and score the goals, whereas mm-hmm. Nias perhaps was meant to be that support role for him to create the chances. Um, obviously, we all know the tragic uh, story of mm-hmm. Salah, so you know, suddenly all of that pressure to score the goals is on Nias, where perhaps that's not what he was in the team to do. Um, but I, I feel like it's a matter of he's getting in the opportunities. And, and once he scores one, I feel like it'll, a few more will come. You know, I think he did that in, at Everton where he didn't score for ages and then he scored a, a few in in a few games. Um, but what I've been really impressed with Nias is when we were playing Patterson up front um we weren't stretching the opposition we weren't getting runners in behind and that's what Nias is so good at particularly because we absorb a lot of pressure I think that opposition fans we saw against Bournemouth and again against West Ham are leaving a lot of space in behind them and Nias has got that pace to to penetrate and get in behind which Patterson for, for how great he did against uh up front sorry that's not part of his game so so that's a mm-hmm. real good addition I think
1: no, I, yeah, I, I have a question oh sorry yeah <laughs> no? go on, Mark. Go on Mark. no no I, I I had a question actually because we can we can also judge by who else was available on the market at the time when we got Nyase on loan right yeah so mm-hmm. I was just flipping through the transfer records and I saw Gabbiadini left left Sam- Southampton right yeah Um, mm-hmm. I mean is that someone who we would have taken instead for instance
0: I don't Wouldn't... know I mean obviously Gabby didn't didn't have a great record at, at Southampton um so but you know, Warlock does have a, a sort of proven track record of getting the best out of players and and maybe he would have. And the Southampton striker I would have taken that, that we were linked to lit on was Charlie Austin, who I think would have been yeah. would have been a great uh a great addition. Um so to- I
1: actually so I looked this up, right? So seven appearances for Niase, right? Zero goals, zero assists, seven appearances. For Gabbiadini, five appearances, two goals uh for his new club. Okay. No, it's easy mm-hmm. to say hindsight's twenty twenty, right? It, it, it looks, you know, like a genius move. But it'll be interesting to compare those two. And, uh, well, you're right. If we could have had Austin, that would have been great.
2: Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. But I, I think as well that, you know, if you look at where Cardiff and Southampton have been in the league so far this season, would you want to sell one of your better players or a player that could score goals to potentially one of your relegation rivals? And I think... You know, there were, there were some really sound uh, suggestions when it came to the transfer market. But thinking about it, I wouldn't want to sell a good player to a relegation rival. And, and perhaps that might have had an influence because Charlie Austin, I, I would have loved to see, see him at um, the Cardiff City Stadium. I think uh, when, when he did that park life. Uh, interview. I'm not
0: sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it went
2: viral. You know that that was fantastic. But um, but yeah, he was he was kind of that player that uh, again, Jermaine Defoe was uh, someone that was linked with us or or fans wanted to see come come to the city. Um, but I guess it was always going to be difficult for a Southampton player. I, I see I see where you're coming from, uh, Mark. You know, but um, I I guess from that point of view. Maybe we were never going to be linked with our type, uh, you know, of opposition player.
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose Stutcher. if he keep if he his goals kept us up and Southampton went mm. down, their fans would be fuming, wouldn't they? <laughs> and likewise, we would if if you know yes. we sold them Ken Hor and he scored the goals to keep them up. Um, but one one addition that that has stood out throughout the season and, and created so many good opportunities is is Victor Camarasa and. Mm-hmm. Um, key part in in both goals and the first goal when I did get to watch it on the screen running into the stadium <laughs> that running with the ball and and he, d- he slows the play down which is which is so good and I think we missed that when he's not in the team um and there was one moment where he just he, he takes the time just to roll his studs over the ball mid mid flight almost um Leicester
2: is, City, what a goal. What yeah, a goal. That was
0: great as well. And and Ben James uh, wrote an article for our site today about it was a love letter to Victor Camaras' right foot and, and there was one, <laughs> one, one line in there that stood out for me and it said, Come what may, this is Victor's world and we all just living in it. And I think I think that's spot on. And he's such an important player, isn't he, Mark? And you know, whether we stay up or, or go down, I've got little doubt that he'll be a Premier League player next year. Oh, he's fantastic, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Mm.
0: He's one yeah, of the, think... one of the few players that has that quality, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's familiar yeah. quality for
2: sure. He really is, isn't he? I, I, I wish that um I knew who tweeted it. I did see a tweet, um, that he is on the ball, um, he is the most comfortable and he is the most he, he has that Premier League class and obviously we're all we're a very resilient team and we've got to keep fighting but he he is kind of that that player that really has the confidence in this league and i think you're right scott i think um there will be a few premier league clubs hovering over and um keeping an eye on him
0: yeah i can see him fit quite well into that into that wolves team or or someone of that stature and um i mean hopefully we stay up and hopefully he stays in in Cardiff he seems to to enjoy the area i saw on his instagram earlier he was he was in in the city buying some spanish meats uh, so you know he, he certainly <laughs> certainly enjoying it and and seems to have settled down and i think his his goal actually shows that he's not all just about you know the quality and the flair and that you know he really had to throw himself at, at fabianski to sort of fumble the ball over the line and um you know, it shows how committed and how brave the player is actually as well as being quality
2: yeah absolutely it's one of them it's almost like a striker's goal in the sense that it's, it's not always about how good the finish is you're just there in the right place and that's where he was and you know 2-0 kind of city and fantastic
0: yeah if you show me a video of that goal with the, the the face blurred out and asked me to guess which Cardiff player it would be, I would have said it was Callum Patterson. That's exactly the type of goal he <laughs> would score, just bundling it over the line, isn't it?
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, Mark, all do you reckon if it was blurred out? I don't know. I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right there, Scott. I think that's his type of goal.
1: Yeah, it's hard for me to say. I, I I think uh I was so in the moment and uh I wasn't thinking about who who I would swap in and out if it was third out. I have to go back and watch the video honestly I have to go back and watch the video to see.
0: And Mark obviously we saw I saw the video of um you before game you got to meet the two Neils, Warnock and, and Ethridge. And and what was that like for you? And and what did they say to you?
1: So so Ethridge actually is my favorite player currently. It was uh, it was Pilkington tonight. Uh, unfortunately, he's uh, he's left the club. But uh, but Etheridge is, is is my current favorite player. So that was just amazing to to get the chance to meet him really genuine he didn't have to spend any time with me but he did and uh, i really appreciated the opportunity to meet him
0: was that chance Um, that it was him that you met or or did they ask you who your favorite player was (laughs) they they actually asked me
1: i was i was talking to the club about how we can grow the you know grow the club influence and brand in the u.s and yeah you know i've had a couple emails before coming on this trip with the club trying to say hey you know you have a huge fan base in the u.s i mean not huge by man city standards obviously but but they exist you know yeah and and so we were going back and forth, and and I had mentioned that uh, Neil Etheridge was on, uh, w- you know, with someone I'd really love the opportunity to meet if they were, if, they, if there was any chance of that. But uh, Neil Warnock actually said something funny to me. He said, uh, I, I said, wow, I'm really, I'm uh, pleased to meet you here, and he said something like, you know, I hope, uh, you know, uh, I hope you're a good luck charm. <laughs> and I said, I don't want that, I don't want that responsibility on me, Neil. And he said, well, you know, if they lose, normally people just blame me if they lose, but maybe they'll blame you today. <laughs> so. So, so I thought it was really funny. His, uh, his sense of humor was fantastic. So meeting the Neils was was truly really a once in a lifetime experience for me.
0: Yeah, fa- fantastic, and uh, something that that everyone, every Cardiff fan, dreams of. And and Beth, you've been uh, this week in in the new season ticket campaign, haven't you? With um, did you did you meet Etheridge then, or was that a separate shoot?
2: Oh no, it was, it was a separate shoot. But obviously, I'm there. Uh, I'm incredibly jealous because you know, likewise, uh, he's fantastic player for Cardiff and I'm I'm so happy that you've been able to, to come down not only to show your support Matt but also to meet the manager and the players because that's what it's all about the city is one here at, at Cardiff City and it's just fantastic. We, uh, to be honest, we've all been following your journey. Um, I, I've seen it all over Twitter the, over the last uh, few days, and you are a luck, luck charm now, so you need to come. Oh, you need to come down no. for all of the home games.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I need. I need to never come back, so my record stays perfect, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Never. <laughs> I like that. Again. One, one for one. I, but what I was really hoping, though, is um, you know, part of this, like I said, I've been talking to the club offline for actually. Ex- Actually several years now this isn't a randomly I show up one day thing and I've been talking to the club for several years you know how can we get attention in the US can we get attention really what I'd love to see is a friendly you know to have Cardiff come out you know in the offseason and do a friendly against one of the MLS teams perhaps yeah uh, maybe in, in Boston or Philadelphia or DC or New York just I, I think it would be fantastic for the brand for growing the club and that's something I've been really nagging the club about and I think they just got annoyed enough and figured I'd go away if uh, if I showed up finally <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I'm going to come in, you know. And I'm, if you could have one team, so let us let's, let's kind of set the scene now. It's uh, your beloved Cardiff City in a um, friendly against an MLS team. What team would it be?
1: Well, selfishly, I it would be the New England Revolution, of course, because I live outside of Boston, um, and I'm originally from Philadelphia. So the Union, of course, would be my second choice. But but honestly, if we're talking about growing the growing the the club i mean you, you, if you want to hit as many people as possible any of the east northeast teams right um any of the new york mm-hmm. teams the uh in DC united for instance or philadelphia union or Rebs. any of those teams would be fantastic to grow the the fan base on the in the northeast and mm-hmm. and really create a market that okay this, these fans will travel and they will travel because guess what it's actually faster uh, notionally faster to get the cardiff uh than it is to go to la it's a five hour you know five hours in time but you need to lay over in dublin of wow. course
0: yeah God, that's crazy. Win. <laughs> Listen, there's eight games left of the season. We talked about how, how important uh, that win has been. And Saturday, there's no game. Um, Brighton, we, we were supposed to play Brighton, but they're still in the FA Cup, so it's been moved. The date's still to be confirmed. But Burnley, Newcastle, Fulham, and Huddersfield are all playing this weekend, so. Um, particularly Burnley and Newcastle we could see a gap opening up there um, ahead of our next game which is in three weeks time against Chelsea at home on the 31st and and then we travel to Man City before Burnley away on the 13th of April three huge games aren't there I think we're all realistic Mm -hmm. we all know that Chelsea, Man City probably not going to get anything anything is a complete bonus isn't it in that game but Burnley... (sighs) That's, that. That could be the season relegation decider, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have yeah. we we have four winnable games. I mean, in the next eight, and I think that puts us ahead of ahead of Burnley. I mean, but it's going to be it, it's it, we have to control our own destiny. We have to win out. I mean, it's it, and you have to have that mindset. I think that there aren't you know it, we're not looking for a, a draw or a low low level loss. We're, you know, we, every game we have to try to win.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see yeah. how, how Warnock sets up against Chelsea and Man City because I think against some of the bigger teams earlier on the season, he's almost seen it as a free hit in that um, you know he's yeah. set up fairly attacking, not set up to sit deep and, and really frustrate as we would have expected. But now that we're really at the business end, it'll be interesting to see if he takes that approach with the hope of frustrating and nicking something rather than thinking, this is a free hit, let's just go for it.
2: Yeah, it definitely. I mean, if if you look at Chelsea, we've got at home. Um, now, it wasn't... They didn't... I don't think they deserved that point against Wolves. Obviously, um, they nicked it in, in the last few minutes and that's what the big teams do. But they're not really in the most confident of setups at, at the minute. And I think, as we've seen so far this season, this league is clinical. And if we want to survive... We need to be making sure that if a team is looking vulnerable, I'm not saying that we've got the talent that um, that Chelsea might have or or the money that Chelsea might have, but they're not in a good nick of form. They come into the Cardiff City Stadium. We know that we can make our ground a fortress, and we really have to keep that momentum. And um, in terms of the the, the other teams, I, I've got to give a shout out to my uncle Ian. He is a Burnley fan, and um, we keep messaging each other and my gran is trying to separate arguments uh, because it is it, it is looking like it's between us guys uh, and I still think that that Burnley win at the Cardiff City Stadium earlier on in the season was we knew it was a massive victory for them at the time and I think that might come and bite us towards the end of the season but Brighton, Burnley uh, and Fulham away from home as 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 Mark said, you know, there's, there's games for the remainder of the season that we can really look at getting points. But Chelsea, they're on the ropes, and I think we should really capitalise on that. Like you said, Scott, don't set that too defensively. I think we should really give it a go. Um, and I, I think I, I don't know your guys' opinion on this because there's been a great amount of debate um, from Cardiff fans now. There were, uh, you know, the games where the defensive setup ha- had done well in in games, and, and Warnock changed that. Fans don't know if that should have happened. Now we've got a three-week gap. Now that's 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 quite a big big gap in terms of no games being played. So what what do you guys think in terms of the setup? Do you think Warnock should stick with it or change it up? What do you think?
0: I think. Defensively, he's not really got a choice, um, so so he. I, I expect he will stick with that, and and the midfield three, I think, again, pick themselves. It's what he does on the wings that, that that's the most interesting. Will Patterson come in for Murphy, bringing that more sort of defensive solidity, and and um, you know, Junior Hoyle I suspect, will keep his place on the other on the other side because he is pretty good defensively. Um, but one of the things that I think that maybe he needs to. Change in in these next couple of games against Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City is is his man marking. And, you know we've seen mm. players following. You know Joe Be- Joe Bennett following the right winger all the way back to to the opposite side of the pitch because they're man marking, and and it works well against some teams, and it worked well against West Ham, I think, but against the likes of Man City and, and Liverpool with you know world class mm. talent who. Yeah. The movement is out of this world i think we'll just get picked apart so that's what i'd like to see him abandoned mm-hmm. but he's stuck by it all season so 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 i'm not sure and, and Mark, i'm not sure what what your view on that is and or what you would change yeah you know what i'm on,
1: I'm on the other side where I, I i think at this point goal differential doesn't matter and and i think you know the teams like chelsea liverpool that we have to play obviously man city man united you know, sitting back won't make a difference here. I mean, it, it's it's not, and and I think it's it's it, it's uh, a situation where we have to be bold, be aggressive, and you know, maybe I'm biased in that situation, in that sense. But I think I like an attacking lineup, and and I don't think being defensive at this time in the season is going to help us. Um,
2: I agree. I I agree entirely with that. Actually, I think you you're right there, Mark. We got we got to if if we're in it to survive, then we need that. Um, Resilience and not attacking mentality. So yeah, I yep. I like that. <laughs>
1: I actually don't know what the goal difference is with Burnley right now. What is it?
0: Uh... Well, I think just looking now, it's it's certainly better than Southampton. So we're on minus thirty. Burnley no, no, minus twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yep. Southampton minus sixteen. So although there's seven goals in it, it, it's certainly more achievable considering that they've got to play. I think four of the top six as well, um, maybe five even. So you know they're going to concede goals as well. So it, mm. who knows how you know, it's going to go? Yeah, and... we're not going to make up
1: 14, uh, 14 goal difference in this in the rest of this time. I mean, at least I don't think so. I mean, but even seven goals to make up a seven goal differential against Burnley, this is going to be challenging. So I, I think it's not on goal differential that we're going to stay up this season. It's it's only by well, I,
2: I I hope not because I got to be honest, one of the worst memories of my Cada City. You know, uh, supporting the Bluebirds was when we missed out on the playoffs by goal difference and we had recently lost to Preston. I, I can't remember the exact figure, but we had lost by definitely five, five goals or, or something like that. So I really hope, hope that goal difference doesn't determine this season because it's it's not a nice feeling. So we've got to win. Like I said, Mark, we, we've got to get them points and um, and we, we've got to focus on ourselves. I think that's, that's the... For me personally, and uh, I, I know I'm coming in again by here, but I, I, I said consistently throughout the season that if we make it to Christmas and we are still at the races, then I would be happy. And I cannot believe that it is now March and we are still at the races. Now, we have to focus on ourselves, but I think whatever happens we should be proud of the fact Chris Sutton, I don't think he'll be listening, but you know, there we are. Um, we are. We are still at the races and I mean, like I said, we're still checking our phones on the weekend, and this is what it's about. It's about having a competitive season, coming together, and it's now about keeping the faith and fingers crossed for the Bluebirds.
1: Yeah. So well, actually, I, I have a question for you guys. I don't know if uh, if, I, if I'm allowed to put one in there for you. Yeah, go for but it. Right. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with eight, eight games left, right? So I am here representing us Bluebirds, right? So what what would you say? To someone who's tuning in now and to watch the relegation race perhaps? maybe there's some their team somewhere in the middle and they you know or, or they don't have a team and they're just jumping on now what what, what what is there for them to why why do you two say they should jump in and watch Cardiff City at the risk of them being uh, relegated why should they jump in at this point you know
0: yeah i think I think more than anything is um it's exciting in you know a title race or a top four finish is great but you know there really is everything to play for in a relegation fight and and i think whilst this carless side might lack quality although i think there's more quality than people give them uh credit for it's a team that that fights for the clubs and fights for the fans and i think for any prospective new fan in in america or or anywhere else seeing that passion and that that fight and the togetherness between the club and the fans um Mm -hmm. is is amazing and to me that that would be a draw and you know the other thing is we're a little bit different in being being a Welsh club playing in the English Premier League. So um, I think Cardiff Cardiff should be the choice of every American Premier League fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's actually uh, I, I love- quite quite a
1: large uh, Swansea fan base over the past uh, oh. year. Some of them were giving me stick because uh, uh, they were... Recently, discovering our, our our fan group, and they said, "Oh, isn't that cute? There's a there's a Cardiff fan group, but you guys are sitting in the championship." They actually said that to me two years ago, <laughs> um, which I take some some great pride in now. To to I, want, I hope they're enjoying their large support in the championship. Shout out now. to
2: those fans. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, no, I I think no, it's, it's it's fantastic, and and you know, Scott, you mentioned a, a really good point. Then, for me personally, I think if you look back at the last few years of Cardiff City Football Club. Uh, We've always been an exciting team to follow. We've always been there or thereabouts in recent years getting to the Premier League. We then had a lot of off-the-field drama uh, with with the rebrand. But as Scott mentioned, City has won this year. And I think the resilience that we've shown as a club, I think we, to be honest, we even got promoted in the most Cardiff City way last season. We relied on Gary Monks, shout out to those Swansea fans. Gary Monks, Birmingham... Beating Fulham to get us up into second place to get yeah. promoted to the Premier League. Now, we've always left it last minute, and sometimes, you know, we make it difficult for ourselves. But we're an exciting club. We're capital city of Wales, um, and you know, it's, it's just great to hear that we've got some, uh, well, you know, some some US Bluebirds fans. And thank you, I, I should say, Diocanvao. Uh, thank you. Mark, you know, it's, uh, it's fantastic that you're representing the Bluebirds and I'm just really pleased that uh, you wanted to spread our message yeah. it's, uh, it's re- really good
1: Yeah, and actually I, I, I'd like to share this with you, so on, I mean I, I speak regularly, there's between 50 and 100 people on Twitter in the US who follow Cardiff but I was talking to the club and, and the number's actually at least 2,000, maybe more, that are registered with the club uh, of US fans and and maybe, again, maybe those aren't huge numbers but it's not about me, It's it's there's there are uh there is a big fan base in the u.s for cardiff and and actually one thing you made me think of beth is this is not the same club i started following in 2013-14 season this club mm-hmm. is completely transformed all right there's none of the turmoil mm-hmm. there's none of the, the financial difficulties aren't there the the attitude's different this, this is this is almost like a new club in some ways and 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 i hope you take that in the best way that um, it's a transformed team from the team I started following in 2013, 14. With all the drama and the, it's just a completely different atmosphere now, and, and for all the best reasons.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah that's, that's great to hear. And and guys, I'll wrap it up there. And, and I just want to say thanks, thanks again to both of you for for joining on Beth, uh, of course, our view the union contributor, and, and Mark, uh, you know, flying the flag out in the US for for carter city and hopefully you know we can all agree on on a great end to the season and hopefully the bluebirds start off relegation and, and just to end mark where can people find you on twitter
1: yeah so it's at mark P-H-L-B-O-S. and uh if i can ask people to take a look at at us bluebirds one word that uh, that's the our supporters group we'd love to hear from people you know uh who want to talk to us fans and grow the game and uh, grow the club brand
0: yeah great and beth what about you where are you on twitter
2: uh it's it's beth phil with with an underscore uh double l in phil and uh, i think as well we should also very quickly just give a shout out mark, mark who who designed that uh fantastic badge for the US bluebirds uh, uh dean rude i think we should also
1: show
2: dean
0: rude
2: yes yeah, so it's fantastic fantastic design um and uh, you know speak on behalf of all of us uh you know thanks for the support and it is fantastic to see all all, all of that support from the US so um, i think you're going to be seeing we can I find Scott's.
1: you'll be seeing more of us soon Sorry, go on. i'm very confident
0: perfect yeah, yeah, we, yeah we look definitely. forward to it perfect well uh, guys
2: scott scott where where can we find you on Twitter? come on scott uh, you fantastic yeah.
0: uh... <laughs> i'm at, at scott uh, sltr um, and of course you can get view from the ninian at vft Ninian um, And guys, thank you very much and come on City. Thank you for listening to View from the Ninian. We're for fans, by fans. You can catch more like this at viewfromtheninian.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you check us out. Come on City. Hello and welcome to The View from the Ninian. I'm Scott Salter and today we're looking forward to Cardiff City's next two games on Sunday against Chelsea and on Wednesday away to Manchester City. Two really tough games but it's the business end of the season and any points we can pick up are valuable. We're looking forward to the games today with Cardiff City's fan Ben Johnsey and we get the Manchester City view from the Blue Moon podcast. Enjoy.